All right, everybody. What a week it was. You've got the BCB Sports Podcast on. Thanks for listening. We've got a lot to get to this show. I know we're ready for it, so let's get after it. December is on us, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of BCB Sports. 13 weeks of the NFL season down. Maybe more importantly, all of the college regular season in the books, folks. We have our college football expert, Mike Heim, tonight. Myself, Cordell Rogers, and Mike, the only two for you. Brendan on a little business trip. So uh, you get the great pleasure of getting our two opinions, debates, and knowledge this week. Mike, how's it going, man? Absolutely. I mean, you set me up to fail a little bit by calling me an expert, but man, I, I've seen a bit, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a little bit about what I know about college. And yeah, we, Mike. So let's start with college football. Um, we'll give you a rundown quick first, folks. We're gonna start with college football. Move into our newest segment. Hold up. And remember, we're doing one word at the end now, looking at next week's games. So after that, we're going to preview what the uh, playoffs are looking like. Since we are in college playoff mode, we're going to look at the playoffs in the NFL, tell you how those are looking. And we'll finish it with one word and your locks and dogs. But first, Mike, like we're saying, college football playoff is up and running. After Alabama, man, they really escaped against Georgia. Really escaped. You're not were, lying. That was a great game to watch. I, I hope that everyone was able to see it. Um, but Alabama 1, Clemson 2, Notre Dame 3, and Oklahoma gets the fourth seed. So, Mike, I've got my 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 feeling on how this went. Uh, but I'll open it up to you first. What do you think of those four? Is that the right four? Do you have any opinions on it? Just, you know, give me your take. What's going on? I do, yeah. I I think I think the committee got it right. I don't think that there's too much you could have done differently, especially given the fact that that excuse me, Georgia just lost to Alabama. I think that's probably the team that people think could could run with some of these other playoff teams a little bit better. But you know, when you when you play and lose to the team that you'd most likely be playing in the next matchup it's tough to put Georgia in that four spot. And I understand the people who want to, but you can't do that. You definitely cannot put Ohio state in after they lost to Purdue by 29. I know it was a few months ago, but you just, you just can't get past it. I think Oklahoma is the right choice. And the rest of them, I think are pretty chalk. Like I, I don't really see any argument for the top three, which is super nice, super nice for the committee. I don't know. What, what are you feeling, Cordell? You you think maybe maybe another team should have gotten in there? So, no, Mike, I, I pretty much agree. And I think exactly what you said. You can't put Georgia in as much as I would love to see a rematch of that. Why? Especially in this yeah. kind of scenario, um, there's really no reason to do it. And with Ohio State, like you said, I think we really looked at what we're seeing with a committee, and we've seen it in the past. We're not looking at how good can you be because if you are i would argue ohio state should be in we're yeah. looking at how bad were you when you were at your worst <laughs> honestly yeah. and for alabama that was the game they just played and they won a championship game on a neutral site mm-hmm. for notre dame you won every single one of your games even if they were close so you can't argue with them yep. uh clemson you have same, same argument <laughs> yeah right and um with the last team in there with Oklahoma, you have the tough loss against Texas that you were able to avenge in the championship game, and you kept it close. It was a three-point game in overtime. Exactly like you said, you look at Ohio State, you lose to an unranked team by 20 points, that's your worst. That's not going to get you in. So yeah. we're really seeing, and we talked about it a lot in the past with college football, but maybe we're seeing it even more where it's not necessarily the wins, it's the losses. It's yeah. when you get it. It's who you get it to, and it's how mm-hmm. bad did you lose. It really yeah. seems like that's what they're playing for, is you're not playing for who can have the most wins. It's who has the best loss. And that's I think it makes a lot of sense considering that the the committee has seen a number of these teams that have gotten in just just get dominated. Like I know I know there's a huge draw, it seems like every place I look in ESPN and whatnot, they want to ramp up they're like, Oh, maybe we should do six teams or eight teams in this playoff. And I'm looking at, at the teams right now, and 
I, I might be a little biased, but honestly, this this could to me could easily be a two team playoff. Like this could just have a championship game. And if you expanded it to eight teams, like who are you so you're getting UCF in, you're getting Ohio State, you're getting Georgia, but the the field gets so weak to me that like I don't I don't understand. These are not teams that would beat each other in that like in that matchup. Like UCF is not going to Alabama and beating Alabama. It's just not happening. Like ramping this up to more teams is a terrible idea, especially this year. Like they struggled to pull four teams, let alone eight. Oh, see, I would completely disagree. I would love to see this be eight teams and see it this year. You're telling me you wouldn't love to see undefeated Alabama taking on undefeated UFC to really see who the best team, the best undefeated team is. That would be amazing. Then you get Clemson at Michigan. Michigan, who's really offensive, trying to say that they are a good program, an important program. <laughs> Harbaugh, how's the emotion? Trying to save his job, maybe. And Clemson oh. trying to not look past them as they have harder teams to face. Notre Dame and Ohio State. Ohio State's in that same boat with Michigan State. Notre Dame proving that they're the best undefeated team. Oh, man. I would love to see this be eight teams. Oh, no. And I feel That's... like... How long is it going to be until these top four teams play a game? <clears throat> a month? Yeah. It's, it's going to be like a month for them. Break it open to a couple more and give them only a week off. This is crazy that they have to go so long without playing a game. I feel like it takes them, you know, you can argue it's good rest, but I feel like it takes them at least a quarter, sometimes a half for these college teams to remember, oh, yeah, this is what a football game's like. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I, I guess my, my only thing is that, with that, they they definitely need the rest for one. But you also a lot of these schools finish semesters, so there can be people who graduate between games. Like they could have graduated in the fall semester, and yet they're still playing football. I know, especially like going to Clemson, like they, it's a different semester. Like you're going in January first or January eighth, you're starting spring classes. So that's definitely kind of bizarre for them to wait that long. I understand it. You want these teams to get healthy. You want to see them at their best. But I don't know. Not not a fan of making more games. Like you already see some of these some of these teams and these players that are now leaving bowl games. Like I just I would hate to see like all of these players and it, and it's for good reason because you can get injured in a lot of these games. So no, I'm I'm completely against that. But to, to go back a little bit, just in terms of these uh, championship games, Pac-12, ACC, SEC, Big Ten, Big 12, there was one watchable game of the five, and that was Alabama versus Georgia, which was a great game. The rest of these games were, were blowouts for the most part. I mean, Oklahoma-Texas was the next closest, and we still got a game that was a double-digit end. And, and I, don't, I don't know. I don't want to see games over and over that are like that. I want to see good football games for the most part. I mean, if it's my team, they can crush the other team. But outside of that, I don't want to watch blowout. Yeah, that and that Bama-Georgia game was all I needed. That was good enough for me. Um, mm-hmm. Now we get into this college bowl season where we get some fun, exciting um Cherry Bundy Tart Cherry Boca Raton Bowls uh, for a month until we actually get to see the real teams play. So uh, we'll be excited for that. And let's get over to uh, the still competitive league, the still regular season NFL. And let's start with our holdup segment. Mike, you weren't here last week, so I'm going to let you kick it off. What's going to be yours? Uh, what's your holdup? Hold up. I, I, man, I'll tell you, these, these Houston Texans are doing something crazy in H-Town. We've gone nine straight now. And they they dominated the Browns. Like I don't I don't know how much of that game you watched, but let me tell you, it was not not as competitive as the score would lead you to believe. And they're they're rolling right now. They're in the thick of the playoff race, and you definitely saw uh, Baker Mayfield. You know he's a rookie, so he's going to have these games. But man, he came down to earth. I just kept hearing about new new coordinator. He's throwing nine inter- or excuse me nine touchdowns. One interception. Hold up. Like, slow your roll on the Browns, and these Texans might be real. How about you, Cordell? Yeah, and building off that, Mike, I mean, a huge, huge part for the Texans right now is the great 
play of Lamar Miller. He's a guy who disappointed a lot of people last year, especially his fantasy owners. Another week with 100 yards, really making it so Deshaun Watson doesn't have to be the only guy on that team. DeAndre Hopkins, another great week, almost 100 yards for him. And their defense really played well, like you said, with all those picks. They're a talented group, and Bill O'Brien, we talked about him being on the hot seat at one point, and he definitely heard us ripping off those nine teams in a row, nine nine (laughs) wins in a row. But yeah, hold up, Mike. Did the Steelers seriously blow that game? Because I'm pretty sure I was watching. It was halftime, and it was like, I don't know, 23-7 to 7 or something. And they were, to use your word, they were really dominating. So I stopped watching, and then I got a little alert that... Oh, that's... This, this is almost a game. And it's 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 too true for the Steelers. I'm gonna, I am gonna. just got to say something. I know I'm a little biased with my own team, pre, team favorites. But we talk about not trusting teams, and there is no way right now that you can trust the Steelers moving forward this season. Yeah. No way. I, they, they're, you will talk to people who say they're fighting for a playoff bye. It does not matter. Home field advantage, it does not matter. I cannot trust this team. Big Ben yeah. looks more hot and cold than he ever has. Le'Veon Bell is no longer there to be a security blanket. That and the, they just make so they're so unreliable. You have yeah. defenders running into each other for touchdowns. You have <laughs> punt return touchdowns. You can't let that happen. You're not buttoned up. On the last drive of the game, on Keenan Allen, who on top of his speed, is arguably the best route runner in the game, other than the mm-hmm. guy who's on your bench. And they could probably go toe-to-toe. Keenan Allen can run an insane route. An absolutely brutal route. And you decided to cover him with a linebacker. To put them in field goal range, which you then had three consecutive offsides calls. (laughs) You are... You're kidding me. You're joking. It, it's gross. It is insane. And people will just talk about the field goal. Well, you wouldn't have been in, you wouldn't have been in range for those if you would actually put, oh, I don't know, a cornerback on their number one receiver. Like, it's just how this team, they, they try so hard to lose. And they, unfortunately, they do sometimes. They it almost feels intentional. It, it does. Like they're trying, they're trying to tank. It seems like, and <laughs> but they just have really good talent, so it's really hard for them. It's, it's so, a very difficult sell to the. It's players. so frustrating. <laughs> yeah, it's. That's and I'm glad I'm not a Steelers of, fan. I really am. I'm so. Oh glad. man, that's I. I hear that, and this to me, this is who the Steelers are. Like they can put together the most complete game plan that you've ever seen. And they can lose the game. Like, it's, it's, I mean, they've done this in the playoffs for years. Like, this, this is kind of who this team is. And it makes sense. Like, that's how they're built. They're built with a lot of personality. They're built very talented, but yeah, they're not closers. That's, that's just not who they are. And that's a bummer. But let me, let me hold up a little bit more because you want to talk about hot and cold. The Colts were maybe the hottest team in the NFL. For the last six weeks. And they put up a bagel against the Jaguars. It's the Jags. Like, the Jags are starting Cody Kessler, and they put up six points against an Andrew Luck offense. You would figure, you would hope that that would yield a victory for the Colts. Turns out, this is this is the one week that the Colts decided that they weren't going to play even a semblance of offense. Couldn't run, couldn't pass. They just—it's unbelievable considering how they looked up to this point. Yeah, I really thought that the Colts were the hot team going into that game. The Jaguars were really the slow team going into that game, and come to find out, man, that was just a gross game. I kept checking that score, and it was like zero zero six zero zero. (laughs) it was just oh my god i that must have been painful yeah and we'll see if the colts can do it this week uh we'll obviously talk on to them later on but mike let's talk about some some playoff races here and it doesn't look like it's going to be too crazy i mean i was looking at these earlier and a lot of 
right now, a lot of the division winners are pretty well set. Now, when yeah. I say that, anything can happen. The Rams are the only team who is mm -hmm. actually locked in. However, I don't know really how true that is. I mean, you, you <laughs> look at the divisions, and it really seems like it's going to go one way more than another. Um, there mm -hmm. are a couple good ones, so we will get to them. But let's start in the AFC. It looks like that one's going to be a little bit easier. Uh, let's just get this out of the way. Mike, who do you think wins the AFC East? AFC East. Well, obviously, New England's going to win the East. The only team that looks to be able to catch them at this point is the Dolphins, and that's not going to happen because this Dolphins team is 500, and they probably don't even deserve that. I, I Do you think there's any, any other argument to be made? <laughs> I think if the Dolphins can steal a game this weekend against the Patriots, they could have a 4% chance <laughs> To the win four. the division, Woo! I would bump them up to four percent. Yes, that, I, th that, I think that they that they would arguably have a great, 4%. terrible chance. They'd have a great, terrible chance. So yeah, a, Patriots. Yeah, a very high four percent. We'll put it out. Four, yeah. A four point eight percent chance of winning the division. That that seems right. That seems accurate. I'd take the other team, by the way, on that bet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> This one could be a little bit closer, especially with um, wake of recent news with Kareem Hunt, the terrible actions he did. Um, we won't get into that. We don't have time yet. We're going to stay away from that. Uh, people are talking enough about that. So let's strictly keep this to football. We like to keep it to sports here. So let's keep it there, Mike. Uh, Chiefs and Chargers in a tight race, tighter now. Chiefs at 10-2, and two, Chargers at 9-3. and three. Uh, Given what you saw this past weekend, Chargers coming back and winning a close game. The Chiefs playing the Raiders way too close, in my way opinion. Way too close. Uh, what are you seeing in this division? Absolutely. That's up till, up till probably the Rams week, I would have said this is easily the Chiefs' division. They they look to be in control. The Chargers are coming, coming off a loss to the Broncos. But since then, the Chargers have really put it, seems like they're putting everything together. And the Chiefs... They're not reeling, but they're showing that they have some pretty substantial holes. You consider that the Raiders are currently one of the two worst teams in the NFL, and they made it a game. They put 33 points on the Chiefs. That is unacceptable for anyone to allow that many points to the Raiders. Obviously, the Chiefs didn't lose. They scored 40, but you're not going to be able to do that to teams moving forward. Like, If a team can remotely stop the Chiefs, They've got a pretty good chance to win because this Chiefs defense isn't stopping anybody. Yeah, and it's it's kind of weird. We talked about how elite for most of the early season the Rams and the Chiefs are, but personally, I see a lot of holes with both of them. And mm -hmm. yeah, to start with the Chiefs, I don't think that this Raiders game was an issue at all because this is exactly what you're built to do and try to do. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter who you play. You know your defense is giving up points. The name of the game is to outscore them, and you did. You move on. It's, it, it doesn't matter how much. It That's the name of the game. That If you're playing the Chiefs, you better come to score points, and you better come with a ready defense. Uh, building off what you said, can they keep that up? It's going to be interesting to see if the Chiefs can finish the rest of their season that way, um, especially with Kareem Hunt now making their offense a little bit dynamic. They do bring in Sharkandrick West, who knows their system already very well. He's had multiple stints there. He's kind of been an in-and-out guy, uh, revolving door type player with the Chiefs. So it's a good pickup for them. Yeah. But can they keep it going for the rest of the year? Because the Chargers are only one game behind them. You get a game against the Chargers. So that's a big game right there. That could be your game. You get the Ravens yeah. this week. You have to go to Seattle. And then you get the Raiders again. And you just showed that that wasn't an easy game. Granted, I don't think that you lose to the Raiders in the last game of the season anyway. But I'm just saying, when you look at the rest of those games, that's not an easy four teams or three teams to play here. Ravens, Chargers, Seahawks. Yeah. Good luck. It's going to be those tough Those are all playoff-worthy teams. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, looking at the Chargers schedule, a little bit different. Obviously, you get the Bengals this week, which you're hoping is, I don't want to call them a cupcake, but they're... Um, 
Yeah, they're a cupcake. Okay. Yep. yep, cupcake. <laughs> yeah, uh, you get I'll the Chiefs, then you get the Ravens, and you get the Broncos. So it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see what the Ravens are doing at that point. Um, give mm-hmm. the Ravens two weeks. If they come out of those two weeks 2-0, and oh, maybe they're trying to fight for a playoff spot, and they're trying to give it some heart. Uh, come out of these weeks 0-2, they might be in a... Let's rebuild, uh, keep training Lamar Jackson, keep getting these younger guys in and see what the roster has. Uh, And same for the Broncos. Looking at where their season goes, last game of the season, are they in let's fight this one out or are they let's get this check? Let's get a pick. Yeah. Yep. So uh, two games there that'll be interesting. And we know, you know, like you said, we know what the Raiders are going to be doing last game of the season for the Chiefs. They're going to be doing everything they can to lose that game. (laughs) Everything they can it to, shouldn't be too hard. It may be the first time that the refs have been paid to have the other team win. Actually, I take that back. Definitely not. Definitely, Definitely not. So <laughs> sketchy. Yeah, I'm so sketchy. All right. So let's move on to the next division then, Mike. Let's go to, how about the North? Since we were just talking about the Ravens. Uh, Steelers currently leading that one at 7-4-1. Ravens right behind them at 7-5. and five. Bengals. Mm-hmm. Kind of trailing at five and seven, and the Browns. Uh, I think it's another season, season <laughs> loss for the Browns at four seven and one. So, Mike, who are you feeling coming out of this division that's a little stacked up at the moment? Well, I'll just point out. I think the Browns have already succeeded because they have beaten their win total from the last two years this year. So they, they they're a success for a different. It's reason. a failure in my book. But but in terms of a less moral victory and a more substantial one, I'd say that this. I still believe that the Steelers will win, will win this division. I think that Lamar Jackson is great. He's dynamic. He's exciting to watch. Unless they can get Joe Flacco back and playing to a high level, I just, I don't know. I don't see them coming in clutch. Lamar, he's a great player, but he's due for some rookie slip-ups. And I don't know if this team can beat teams when he's not playing at least decently. Right now, he's not world-beating by any means, but he adds an element to your team that they just haven't had. And so I, I'm sticking with the Steelers. I think that they're they're better poised to succeed right now, even if I don't see them going anywhere in the playoffs. So um, I think it's going to be mostly for schedules for me. I think the Ravens are going to go 2-2 two and two with the rest of their schedule. Uh Chiefs, you're probably going to lose that one. You get the Buccaneers at home, middle of December. Probably going to be cold and snowy there, just like your end of the season. And for the Browns, I think Lamar Jackson is able to make some great plays with his legs because he has to in that game. Um, and you go to the Chargers, you go to the Chiefs. Those are some nice weather, nice teams, no wins. So 2-2 two and two for them, and unfortunately with you guys getting the same record, yeah, I got to go with the Steelers too. Um, and... I think a very quick out for the Steelers. If not first round, definitely second round. Uh, Like I said, they just give away games too much, and that's what you can't do. You can't give away games. Yeah. Lock it up. The Steelers are winning it. Yeah, so let's go to the next division then, Mike. We'll finish up the AFC and talk about the South. The Texans hot right now. Nine and three, they keep it going. But like I said last week, are they getting hot at the wrong point with the Colts and Titans back at 6-6 six and six trying to nip back at them? Well, I think that right now, if they if they win this week, I believe they lock up the South. I don't know if they get it done. Uh, their, their game against the Colts earlier in the season was incredibly competitive. It's a 38-35 game. However, the, the Colts are not going to play as poorly as they played last week, and the Texans are not going to play as well. But I think that the Texans... I know what we were talking about earlier with college, the Texans' floor is so high. I don't think their ceiling is as high as a lot of these other teams, but the floor on the Texans is so high right now. Their defense is playing well, they're running the ball, and Deshaun Watson isn't making huge mistakes. He's still taking sacks at a crazy high rate, but he is not he is not making mistakes in the pass game, and he's not fumbling the ball. So... I think I think the Texans are chalk here. I I just from what I saw from the Colts last week and what I saw for about three and a half quarters of the Titans game last week, I just I don't think there's any way that these teams can catch them at this point. They're too hot. Yeah, Texans too hot. And like you said at this point, 
nine and three and you're six and six, it's just too little too late. I don't think yeah. that either of those teams can get hot enough to catch them at this point. Um, we'll leave it there. Let's talk about a fun one. How about the NFC East? Cowboys currently in first. I don't know how that happened. And by a full <laughs> game too, how sad is that? Seven and five. <laughs> Eagles and Redskins at six and six, and as far as I'm concerned, those are the three teams in the division. Uh, so, yeah. Brendan, why don't you? Oh, oh yeah, he's not oh, here. Oh, the one oh, week oh. his team is leading the division, <laughs> and we're okay. Great, uh, Mike. Why don't you tell me who's going to lead win the division? And please, for the sake of Brendan, do not say the do not say the Cowboys. Oh man, I I'd like not to, but I, I'll say it's it's somewhat crazy that. The Cowboys have been disappointing the whole year and are somehow leading the division after beating the Saints. It is mind-blowing. Don't understand how it happened. Don't understand how it's happening. But somehow it's going to continue. They go very simple. They get a couple big plays from their wide receivers. They run the ball, and they play great defense. Not a sexy team, but it's the same thing as the Texans. Their floor is so low when they're playing like this that I just... I don't know. I don't see anyone, especially in that division, beating them. I mean, you look at the Redskins. They're on their third quarterback, who happens to be Mark Sanchez. By the time that this season finishes, if they're not on their fourth quarterback, I'd be surprised. And I want to say that it's going to be Nathan Peterman, but I just don't know. What do you think? Nathan Peterman? It's got to be. I don't think it matters. (laughs) Because the Redskins aren't winning this division. Correct. (laughs) The Eagles are winning the division. I think the Eagles win this week to take the division lead because that is the tie-breaking game. They go 3-1 and the rest of the way, and they beat the Cowboys in the division. We saw one thing from the Eagles last year. They love to be the underdog. Yep. Well, you better prove it now, bud, because no one believes in you. Nobody thinks you guys can do it. And we saw it two weeks ago. First half, they played terrible. Second half, they came out, they woke up. Mm. And I have heard multiple sources this week. By sources, I mean Twitter and (laughs) ESPN and Fox Sports. But I've heard multiple people talk about the fact that there's a different energy with the Eagles right now. It finally Mm. clicked. They finally went, oh, crap. Everyone circled our game this year. Everyone brought their best for us. No one overlooked us this year. Yeah, no shit. We've been saying that since week one of the preseason. Don't know why they took them until week 14 of the regular season to figure it out, but I think they figured it out. I think they're going to come with a full head of steam into Jerry World. I think that the Cowboys are going to be kind of looking over them. They're going to be way too hot off that win over the Saints. I think the Eagles steal this one. You get the Rams. You get the Texans. You get the Redskins after that. You got to go 2-1 and one against those teams. I'm not sure between the Reds or between the Rams and the Texans, where that win and where that loss is. Mm-hmm. But, like I said, that's their dynamic, is playing as the underdog. You so got your wish now. Prove it. So that that was my exact thought, is between these teams, they're going to play next week. It's going to be a fun one. But after that, the Cowboys have nothing. The Cowboys have the Colts, the Bucks, the Giants. The Colts, the Bucks, and the Giants. Yeah. The Eagles have the Texans, the Rams, and the Red. Well, and the Redskins. That that's an easy one. But, but still, the division game the you Tex- can't you can't always count those out. There's going to be at least a confidence on both sides that you know you know who you're playing. You've seen them before. You know what they do. Even mm-hmm. with our guys, if everyone does your job, we can get a win. You know, it's not like you're going out to the Rams where you're like, I don't know. I saw their highlights last week. <laughs> They look pretty good. Yeah, I heard they've got a new <laughs> offensive weapon. Yeah, no, it's, you know, they they might know. They know each other. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, when those division games, it's it's different. And that's why I think that the Eagles might be able to steal this one. And I think the Eagles fly to it. I think they fly right to that division lead. Uh, so we'll skip the Rams division since, oh. like, we led this off with. I mean, they already <laughs> clinched it. Um, yep. So no sense in talking about the West. Uh, what about the North, Mike? The Bears in the lead right now at eight and four. The Packers trailing at six five and one. The Vikings trailing at six five and one. Uh, yep. So, where where are you feeling? Are you trusting the young guns in Chicago yet, Mike? No, I. 
it's tough. It's tough to bet on the Bears right now. I mean, the longer that Trubisky stays out, you know, he, he might not be the game-changing sort of quarterback, but you need a little bit more. Like, this is a team that struggled for two weeks. They lost last week. This is a team that needs something. They, they look dominant for a long stretch of this season, but right now they look vulnerable. And fortunately for them, so do the Vikings, because the Vikings, the Vikings look like a team that if you take away what they want to do, they're, they're a quarterback, you take away their first read, and they don't know what to do. And that was not more apparent than their game last week against the Patriots. It was shocking how little they could do. And that's that's a team that's really their only competition in this in this division. And I just I don't trust either of these teams. If I had to pick one, I would bet on the Vikings. But yeah, I guess that's that's who I think will will end up winning this division. They they get each other again, so we'll get to see that. But the Bears have to play the Rams this week, and I just I don't know if they're gonna if they lose that game, it'll be a full on spiral. And I'm sorry. I know I'm a Patriots fan, but I, and this isn't even very much fandom. I, I, I don't, it's more hate for every team who has ever played them. (laughs) I don't understand how offenses aren't successful against this defense. You knew going in, they were shutting down Adam Thielen. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, how did you not prepare for that? Like you said, when he was covered, Kirk Cousins was like, oh, God, wasn't expecting that. (laughs) They held him to 28 yards. That's what Mm. they do. He had 100 yards for, what, like eight straight weeks? Yeah. That's all that their game plan was. I could have told you that week six. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Patriots uh, play the Vikings in 10 weeks. They're going to shut down Adam Thielen. Like, you literally had that much time to prepare for this. And you still were like, can't, can't, can't move the ball. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy to me that, and for every game, every game this happens, and every game offenses are just like, what do we do? Mm-hmm. You use your other options. That's why they're on the team. I It just, it, it baffles me. And it is a great strategy because it's tough to win with your threes and fours. But I feel like it would be better if you game plan to use your threes and fours. Yeah. Yeah, it, it really didn't. Like, the Vikings, they had a couple drives. But, yeah, exactly. They just, they seem flustered by the fact that that's what the game plan was. Like, they they didn't see it coming. Uh-huh. And, yeah, it's, fortunately for them, they don't play another Patriots this way forward. They won't play other talented teams. But I think that... I don't. I have more faith in them to bounce back than I do the Bears. Did you say who? Who's your pick? Bears, Vikings. I think those are the only options at this point. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um. You know, Mike. I. I think I'm gonna go with the Bears. I really like yeah. what they're able to do on defense. I think Kyle Fuller is playing out of his mind, and he's not getting enough respect as a cornerback this year. Uh. I think that just what Khalil Mack and that offensive front can bring is out of this world. And if Trubisky's healthy, he's proven that I don't want to call him a game manager. He's like a new school game manager. We're seeing yeah. we're seeing it with how Lamar Jackson's able to win. It's not by you just making the right reads and the right play calls. It's having that done for you and just you executing the plays. It's yeah. more ecology. And he can do that. We've seen this team do that. I think as long as he's healthy, I'm gonna talk about this game much later on. Um but I think if he's healthy starting with this week, the Bears are in good shape. If he's... As long as he has Tariq Cohen, he'll right. be okay. <laughs> yeah, and those other weapons, you know, you got Jordan Howard still to bring up Ambrosia. You've got, uh, who's the weapon? Is it Alan Hearns they brought in? Alan Robinson. Alan Robinson. I always get those two mixed up. Um, yeah, you bring in Alan Robinson, who's, again, showing that he is a wide receiver and he's formidable. It's... They have a good mix of people who, if you put them in the right system, they can do it, and that's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But like I said, if Trubisky doesn't play this week and he's questionable next week and then he doesn't play next week, I mean, you he is the key right now. You need him to play to win you games, as crazy as that sounds. So we'll finish it up with our last division here, Mike. We're talking about a division that's wrapped up that's not the Rams. It's pretty much this one. Saints at 10-2. The 
Panthers doing their best to get out of the playoff race at six and six. Uh, you think anyone Buccaneers at five and seven can swing a uh, run the table and? No, no, not a chance. No, even with the Saints loss last week, um, we talk about this all the time. I didn't expect it, obviously, if you heard the show last week. I didn't expect it to go this way, but the Thursday away team, Brendan has been literally yelling at us, yelling at you poor people all year. You do not go against the Thursday home team. And it it just proved once again, you know, I don't think anybody will tell you that the Cowboys are a better football team than the Saints. And they certainly looked like it at Thursday at home. Yeah. I mean, and just to put that in perspective for people, how sad it is. I hate the fact that they play a Thursday night game. Don't get me wrong. As a fan, I love it. Because what else am I, The only thing I'm looking forward to on Thursday is Friday. <laughs> if there is no Thursday night football. So at least it gives me something to do Thursday. Um, you know, I'm not in college anymore. That it's, should be NFL's promo. At least you have something. Oh, it really should. But just to put it in perspective, the Patriots players were extremely excited because they got to stay off until Wednesday this week. Wednesday. So they are not starting to practice until Wednesday. And we're having two teams play on Thursday. So the Patriots realize your body needs rest. We're going to let you rest Monday and Tuesday. And these poor teams have to... I'm assuming that if they're lucky if they get Monday off, and Monday's probably more like a half-off walkthrough kind of day. Mm-hmm. So it's it's real tough for those guys. Your body is just starting to get over the bumps and bruises that you had from last week, and you go re-aggravate everything. You're still tired. You don't have as much time to prepare. Um, so it, it's really tough. Those home t- teams, those home games are a huge advantage especially yeah. because you don't have to travel. You don't have yeah. to have that Wednesday travel day in there. It's that yeah, cuz you're, you're pretty much your body needs that entire day for that amount of travel. Like you're, yeah, you're not going super far, but you're staying in a different place, you're sleeping in a different bed, showering in a different place, probably going to a different club, whatever it is, you got you got to adjust and sometimes that takes an entire day to do. Especially for these NFL guys. Like, come on. So, there's your division winners, folks. Tune in next week, however you are. Make sure you do SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, because next week we're going to talk about our wild card winners. That's going to be a fun debate, seeing who can sneak those last two games of the play or last two matches of the playoffs. Make sure you tune in. For now, though, we're going to get to our one word. We're going to rip through next week's games, folks. Give you one word for each game. Uh, Just kind of talking about it, what we think is going to be a big focus on the game. And I'm going to start you off with the Thursday night game. Jaguars and the Titans. This one for me is going to be a proving game. For kind of both teams, but more for the Titans. Again, it's a Thursday, so anything can happen. But people have been calling the Titans one of the better defenses in the league this year. They had the title of best defense in the league for about a week, week and a half, um, and quickly shut everyone up. Prove to me that you are the best defense. And I know you aren't getting a crazy offensive test in the Jaguars, but you are getting a good defensive test. This is going to be a defensive game because, remember, the Titans don't have the best offense either. I think this is a very low-scoring game. I think it's a lot of field goals, if that. And prove it to me, Titans. Prove to me that you have the better defense. I I love it. I would only say that I think that it's going to end up being a uh, a baseball score. I think we're going to get a solid three two game in this uh, in this one. However, with that said, this could also end up being like a forty five forty two game because it's Thursday and everyone's oh, tired, and that's just Thursday. how it goes when these games are supposed to be like this. Yep. So, who knows? Yeah. So, let's go to the next game. Panthers-Browns. Mike, this is our first 1 o'clock game. Uh, End it is going to be my word for this. Please, just end (laughs) it. Panthers, end the streak for the love of everything you care about. For anyone who has ever meant something to you in your life, please (laughs) stop losing football games. I, I just don't get it. Please go win. Please end this losing streak and just end the Browns season. Please make me stop listening to these Browns fans who are saying, well, we've got a chance. Well, we still still are looking. There's a long season. Stop. 
I know it's new to you, this whole winning concept. You're not there yet. It doesn't look good on you. Yeah, no. It's just take it. Take whatever you can out of a five or six win season if you get there and move on and keep growing. Panthers, end this streak and please end the Browns. I need a a Mortal Kombat finishing, finish him sort of move on the Browns. I think think that's the only way it's going to end. Something. Um, I'm going to go with another one, Mike, here. I'm going to do the 1 o'clock games for us. So, Ravens and Chiefs. My word for this one, Mike, is going to be fly. Fly. Because it's going to be how high can Lamar Jackson fly? This is the kind of game that Heisman winners played in college. Can your offense be better than their offense? The only difference is he gets a college defense. That's true. That's very true. Patrick Mahomes doesn't. I think that this could be a trip up for the Chiefs. This is going to be a game where a lot of people are saying, oh, it's the Chiefs. They are playing the Ravens and rookie Lamar Jackson. But Lamar Jackson makes things happen. And I think he's getting a softish defense. Eric Berry is starting to look like he's coming back. So if he does come back, that certainly hurts having to try and have rookie Lamar Jackson go against Eric Berry. But regardless, he's still going to make plays. There's still 10 other guys on the field. So it's going to be how how high can Lamar Jackson fly and the Chiefs how fly can your offense be? Can you really plug all of the holes your defense has with a crazy explosive high-flying offense? Yeah, that's – and th- see, this is what I was concerned about because of last week is if the Raiders can put up 30 – I think that the uh, yeah, if the Raiders can put up 30. I think the Ravens can easily put up 30 and they can definitely hold you down a hell of a lot better than the Raiders can. So, judging by how you're talking about this game, I think we're going to have some future agreement on it, but uh you want to keep going? You want to go with Colts and Titans? What do you got? Yeah, I'll move on to the Colts and Texans here. Um for this game, I have a bold prediction. My word for this game is tie. My bold prediction, it does not end in a tie. Oh, my God. I guess it's not so bold since we learned the first time that uh, Sir Frank Reich is against ties. Uh, But I don't think this one even gets the opportunity. I I think the Texans really kind of bully the Colts. Um, I don't think this is going to be as close. Really, last game, the Colts moved up ball all over the Texans however they wanted to that Texans defense is not the same that it was that week I think that I really think that the Texans are going to prove to us that they are the winner of this division they are literally going to win the division and they're going to show everyone why they're the best team in the division they are going to hog tie the Colts you could sure <laughs> say that Mike and you certainly did to work tie into that one but yeah I think I think you're dead on thank you all right, um, we'll try to move on from that, folks. Uh, Patriots-Dolphins is the next game. Uh, my word for that is don't sleep because the, the Patriots don't sleep. You've already had your losses for the year. Just go in there convincingly. I don't have any real doubts, uh, but having to watch teams like the Steelers always makes me question, man, just don't sleep on this game, please. Just make sure you go in there, take care of your business, get that division win and really put this thing out of contest because if you do lose again i gotta bump them up to a four percent chance you're only leading the division by two games the dolphins oh man (laughs) don't make me bump that up let me just squash it to a zero i think they'll be fine i don't think the dolphins are are built to challenge the patriots yet they're in the bottom bottom quarter of the league in sacks but they don't really have the playmakers. They've got a decent secondary, but they don't have the playmakers yet to really go toe-to-toe with a Patriots team that's looking to be locked in now. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, We'll move on to the next game if we have to, Mike. It's going to be the Giants and the Redskins. This is gross. (laughs) Those words just felt gross coming out of my mouth. I don't want to talk about this game. This is going to be a gross game. Some people might say it's going to be a good game. It'll be a good game if you like gross games. This game is going to be gross. Yeah, it might be a close game, but it's going to be close because it's gross. It's not going to be close because it's good. Yeah. Ugh. 
Agreed. Won't press you on it. Move on. Saints yeah, Bucks. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Saints Bucks. Oh, man. I'm keeping with the same theme. This game is going to be ugly. So ugly. So ugly, I might put a paper bag on my head and look like a Buccaneers fan. Because, whoo, you are about to get spanked this week. I think the Saints team is going to be mad. I think they are going to come to want to teach everyone a lesson that last week was a fluke. And I think the Buccaneers are going to be caught with their pants around their ankles here. I don't think this is going to be a good look for them. I think that they are going to get just blown out of the water. Uh, heavy on the Saints last week. Got it wrong. I'm heavy on the Saints this week. I'm I'm pretty confident I'm going to get get this one right. I think the Saints win this one by not more than 10, by more than 20. A 20-plus 20 point victory for the Saints this week. That is quite a prediction, seeing also as... The Bucks did hand the Saints one of their two losses on the year. I know it was week one, but it begs the question, do you bring Ryan Fitzpatrick out and give him a start again? I just, I think it needs to be asked. He he does have a win against Drew Brees this year. Maybe give him a second shot at it. So I absolutely would not. <laughs> I would hope that Jameis goes down by 35 at halftime so I can put him in where I expect nothing from Ryan Fitzpatrick because we know what happens. He turns into fix magic and he would somehow put up 50 in the second half and win the game. Squeak out the W. I I like it. I think you let Jameis play two series, hope that he gets picked on both of them and then immediately throw Fitzpatrick in there. Perfect opportunity. Yeah. That's the only winning game plan for the Bucks as far as I see. Uh, Another team, another game. Let's move on to the next one, Mike. Falcons and the Packers. Uh, two teams where they were looking for the season to definitely go a different way than it has here, Mike. Um, my word for this one is going to be show off. I need Aaron Rodgers show to show off. Okay. Aaron Rodgers did not show off last week against that Cardinals defense. Aaron Rodgers. And I don't, I really don't want to, I hate when people say this. Because Aaron Rodgers did not get Mike McCarthy fired. Mike McCarthy got Mike McCarthy fired. First and foremost. Aaron Rodgers did not make the decision. He did not make the call. If Mike McCarthy did the job that he was hired to do to the performance level that he told management he could, he would still be there. He could not hold up his end of the bargain, and therefore he was terminated. Aaron Rodgers did not do that. However, Aaron Rodgers... Your problem is gone. You better look good this week. Because if you go out there and you don't, every finger is going to be on you, friend. Those boo birds are coming back Everybody's out. coming for your head. Everybody's saying, did we just make a mistake? Was that not the issue? What's the issue? It goes at... I also... This whole coaching thing... I would not. I would go with the GM who said he's not going to be part of the decision-making process. If I was with Aaron Rodgers, I would not want to be part of the decision-making process. He is the quarterback, and that yes. is his role. And that's. I. I think you're you're dead on with that. Considering that if he, if they come out and they're like, well, we're going to be considering Aaron heavily for everything that happens, it's going to invite the same sort of thinking of. One, it's going to be a coach that's going to bend to him. It's going to be a Ty Lue sort of hire if Aaron Rodgers is in control of it. And frankly, if you are giving it, if you don't initially come out and nip this in the bud, then you do invite that thinking of he got, he asked that McCarthy got fired. Maybe not explicitly, but he did so with his actions. And by coming out and immediately saying no, he's not going to be part of the decision. We're going to think about it. But he's not going to have any sort of say in it. I think you you it goes a long way for helping both them and Aaron Rodgers their image overall. And I'll say in terms of his game, I think that a lot of these players are going to be playing for because these are two two proud current programs at least. A lot of these players are going to be playing for jobs other places next year because these both of these teams are going to make switches. The Packers have already started, and the Falcons are sure to follow pretty soon. Mike, you ever work in a group? A group, yes. Yeah, have you ever worked in a group? I worked in a group one time. I wanted to, Can I tell you about it? Yeah, so I'd one, love to hear about one it. One time I was in high school, I worked in a group. I was in history class. I was pretty good at history. I loved history. That's what I went to college to major in, American studies. Not history, American studies. Different, but similar. Anyway, I digress. 
I was in a group project. And everyone knew the teacher loved me. I was killing that class. And so we get in the group and we have this project in front of us. And they say, Cordell, what should we do? And I say, you know what we should do? We should do a PowerPoint. Keep it simple. We're going to get the facts in there. We're going to do it right. You know what someone in my group said, Mike? They said, no. Let's do a song. <laughs> and you know what everyone in my group said, Mike? A song sounds like a great idea. Let's do that. You know what we got on that project, Mike? We got a C. And you know what everyone said? Cordell, why did you do a song? Cordell, why did you guys pick a song? You thought why a song was... You? I didn't pick a song. <laughs> I, I didn't decide. I wanted the PowerPoint. Now, Aaron Rodgers says he wants Josh McDaniels. Mm -hmm. And they hire Hugh Jackson. Aaron Rodgers is going to be pretty ticked off if they go 6-6 six and six next year. Yeah. Because everyone's going to be saying, Aaron, what are you doing? And he's going to be saying, not what I want to be. So you can't. You can't bring him in. I think it only brings up problems when you try to bring in someone who doesn't need to be in on the decision-making process. Let yeah. him be in his role. His role is the quarterback. Let him do that. Um, so after a very long discussion about the Packers, um, <laughs> let's move on to our next game. Jets and the Bills. It's going to be the last one o'clock game. This is going to be uninterestingly interesting. Yes. Cause this is a gross game. It shouldn't be fun, but I'm excited to watch it. Especially if Sam Darnold plays, you have two confusing defenses. <laughs> that is a good way to put it. Seen good, seen bad. You have two confusing offenses. Seem good, seem bad. The Bills, I have never been so angry and so excited at the same time. I it, yeah. it is it's insane. It's the things Josh Allen does and the drops his receivers make. Thank I I I am so excited because after this podcast, I will be driving to Buffalo to kiss Sean McDermott's boots for releasing Calvin Benjamin. Whoever was in charge of that, I, I just cannot thank you enough for the early Christmas present to me. I know that's extremely sad because that man just lost his job in the month of Christmas. But hey, this is America. I'm more worried about myself. So Merry Christmas to me. Calvin Benjamin is off the team. I thought last week, Mike, they were in the red zone. They had a third and medium third to short play, and he took himself out. He walked off of the field. He was not told to come off. He took himself out of the play. Mm -hmm. Once I said, I, I saw that, I said, you have to get rid of him right now. He's gone. I, yeah. I would tell him to call Vernon Davis and ask him what his exit strategy is because you're doing the same thing. I'm not bringing you back out there. You're not coming. You're not finishing the game. So thankfully, mm -hmm. he finished the game like he should have. He picked up his last check and thank you. Uh, don't let the door hit you on the way out. Uh, good luck mm -hmm. finding another new team. Hopefully, yeah. they had... Um, that new XFL is looking for wide receivers. I'm I'm sure they are. I, I actually have an alternate word for you that I think conveys the same thing. I pick snooze because while currently I don't wanna I wanna go back to sleep on this game, you know, give it give it a year. Give it two years, and this could be a really fun matchup. I'll wake up, I'll watch this game in two years, but as it is currently, I'm I'm hitting snooze on it. I'm I'm going back to bed. Dig that. Dig that. Mike. Let me get your next word then. I'm going to let you start rolling here. What do you got for the Bengals and the Chargers this week? I'm going to give you two words, but it's opposite directions because these teams for a long time were kind of stuck in mediocrity. A couple playoff appearances, you know, nine and seven seasons. Ah, it's okay. It was always a step away from being relevant. And right now, it seems like they're headed in complete opposite directions. The Chargers are ascending. They beat the Steelers in prime time. Phil Rivers hasn't been in a Monday night game in God knows how long. They're in it for the first time in forever. They win it in great fashion. And then you move to the Bengals, who don't know what they're doing at quarterback, don't know what they're doing at wide receiver. A.J. Green's out for the year now. Officially, he's had toe surgery. He's out. The only position that they know that they have is probably running back. And... Even there, like, you you're, you just don't know. And these teams are just, I don't know. I cannot see two more opposite directions that two teams could be going. It's it's insane. you got to figure Marvin Luce is probably on his way out. This is probably the year he's gone. 
you bring in Hugh Jackson, you immediately lose to the Browns. You're gone. Like that's that's it. It's uh he's he's been fired. He's already been shot. He's just waiting to die at that job. And like you you know at the other side, I'm thinking that so the Chargers. I'm thinking their staff. A lot of it's going to be gone after this year, especially their offensive coordinator Ken Wisenhunt. I I just think that this team is is set up to do very well this year, but. Yeah, the Bengals are, are trending far down, and the Chargers are trending far up. Yeah, I agree. Hopefully uh, we get to talk about the Chargers a little bit more forward as we move on. Uh, they always seem to like to exit our shows quickly, but I'd love to keep talking about them as we deepen into the winter. Uh, mm. Two teams we I can pretty confidently say we won't be talking about as we head deeper into the winter, Broncos and 49ers here. Mike, what's your word for this game? Yeah, yeah, the word is other, and uh, we talked a little bit about this, but I think if you have errands to run, if you got something to do, you have to visit a relative, you got to do something that you don't really want to do, but you got to get out of the way, got to go get a new car, whatever it is, this is probably the time to do it. Rather than watching this game, if you're in the greater Denver area, if you have, you know, Niners pot or uh, team cast or whatever, just sell on this game and go do whatever it is you need to do come back next week it'll be a better one yeah uh giving the dog a bath getting that root canal um cleaning the gutters whatever it is anything else uh just do it anything else uh eagles cowboys definitely a better game mike what do you got for this one yeah uh my my phrase for this one is gone but not out because i think the winner of this game definitely sets up to win the nfc east but looking at the wild card picture right now, the team that loses isn't necessarily out. I think both of these teams have a good chance to go to the playoffs, which is kind of weird to say because we've been ragging on the NFC East this entire year. But both of these teams are getting hot at the right time. Yeah, and I think that's a big part that we don't talk about. We talk a lot about who's going to win this division. It might not matter. I mean, it might matter a little bit, but it might not matter as much as we make it seem. Uh, let's go to our next game, Steelers and Raiders. Mike, what are you thinking for this one? history because this this team that is very historically relevant especially like the old frank o'hara teams like you go way back this was a great game not as much this week but i will say i'm i'm excited to see where if if the raiders can keep some of this momentum the raiders are starting to play a little bit hotter they've gotten rid of the guys that i think gruden doesn't see as long-term fixtures in their team and they're kind of starting over. I want to see what this young team looks like. And if they can play the way they ended the Chiefs game and the Steelers play anything close to what they played in what in the Chargers game, this could be a good game. And I'm interested to see how this plays out. Can the Steelers right the ship? Are the Raiders starting to? I'm interested. In the last 4 o'clock game, Mike, another riveting game here. Lions and the Cardinals. You think this is going to be a good one? Yeah, I think I think the word for this one is spread because up till last week, I I didn't think I didn't think the Cardinals would be anywhere close to a pick'em even in any game remaining. Right now they're about a one-point dog to the Lions. Surprising. I I most of the time I think Vegas knows something. This game I I don't know. I think they got it all wrong. I. I think the Lions are just going to hammer them. I don't think this is going to be a close game, and I'm sure that I can predict Rosen's stat line currently. He's he's going to have like 160 yards on like 60% passing, and that's that's their game plan. So stop the run and live with 160 yards, and you will beat this team, and you'll beat them soundly. Yeah, that game is crazy close. Cannot believe that. Uh Mike, a good game. Here we go. Getting into some good primetime games this week. Rams and Bears in Chicago. What do you hear here, here? Here, here. So, I uh, I hear a couple things. Mainly, though, is Mitchell Trubisky is still not really cleared. It is still not a definite to play. I mean, he's still doubtful. And that's surprising for this Bears team who... You would think that this would be the game that you're holding on for. Yeah, you don't play against the Giants. Right? Maybe your team can win. You wait, you wait, you see. This is the game you come back for if you're a football player. If you're a professional player in the NFL, this is the game you come back for. This affects your season. 
This can affect whether you get the first one of the top two seeds. This can affect the entire playoffs. And so my word is Chase, because both of them are in it right now. But if Chase Daniels still plays for the for the, the for the Bears, plays quarterback for the Bears, they're, they're going to be out of it pretty quick. Yeah, I hope when you said Chase, you were bringing in Chase Daniel. We'll love it. And Mike, one more game for you. Monday night, Minnesota Vikings at Seattle Seahawks. Both of these teams trying to figure out where they fit into the playoff race. What do you got for a word for this one? Oh, oh this game is going to be wild. That's my word, is wild. Because right now, these are the two favorites for the wild card spots. And I think both of them both of them if they can make it to the playoffs can make some noise. And I think this this is a Monday night game in Seattle. It's gonna be a wild atmosphere. I know those fans get up and they've been waiting for this sort of game this entire year. They if if the Seattle Seahawks come out hot and put even ten points on the Vikings, I think they'll run away with it. I really do. Yeah, that one's going to be super exciting. Can't wait to catch that one. Uh, Mike, let's wrap it up here with some locks and some dogs for the week. Uh, I'm going to hit you first, Mike. Sounds good. (laughs) My dog might be Chicago. Okay. So they're my dog if Trubisky plays. I think okay. that if Trubisky plays, if we get a nice cold December game for those LA Rams, Jared Goff, the California kid coming over, I think that the Browns def or I'm sorry, I think that the Bears defense can stop this while talented, very vanilla offense. I mean, the Rams spread them out and they make space. If you can get to the quarterback and disrupt that offense, disrupt that timing, we see it with other offenses where it's a very timing-based, spread-based offense. If you can disrupt that jam receivers, you can really make some moves. Kyle Fuller is great at jumping routes. I think that that Bears defense might give them some problems. And like I said, if Trubisky plays, the offense, I think, can do enough. If Trubisky doesn't forget about it, uh, no Trubisky, I'd say Washington. I think Washington would be my dog in place of them. Um, and for a lock, I'm going to say Houston. Okay. Talked about it earlier. Nine-game win streak. You get the Colts at home. I don't think you're going to let them play you as close as you did last time. I really think the Texans run away with this one. Andrew Luck, just not enough yet this team. A little bit too young on defense. Still trying to, while that offensive line is great, still got to solidify all of the roles on it. Still got to solidify your roles on the offense as a whole. Who are the true playmakers? Eric Ebron, can we rely on him? When we get into the red zone, what do we do with Jack Doyle out now? So I think there are just too many questions, too many blanks for the Colts, where the Texans, I mean, we're really just seeing, we're seeing them move along. Yeah, that's, I, uh, all right, I I like your picks. I honestly, I'm going to go with what my underdog is first, because I honestly thought you were going to pick it, considering how you were talking about it. I think the Ravens are going to beat the Chiefs. I They're currently around a touchdown underdog. They're six-and-a-half-point underdogs. I think that they have the formula to beat that team. And I, especially if Sammy Watkins isn't back, obviously Kareem Hunt is out. This is a team that could very easily find themselves down in a hole quick with how that defense has been letting everybody score. And... The Ravens are talented enough that you might not be able to come back and score 35 points on them. If if Baltimore can get out to a, get out to a lead, I I really like them in this game. So they're they're my dog, and my favorite. You are not gonna like this, but my favorite is the team that Mark Sanchez is playing because how could it not be? It's it's the Giants. They're three and a half point favorites right now over the over the Redskins, but. This is another another game where two teams, one is just so injured and just snake bitten. Like the, the Redskins are just unlucky right now. And while I think the the team around the quarterback position is incredibly important, it's such a deficit at that position that I I just I don't see any way that they can keep this. I I don't see any way that the Giants don't win this game and. Three and a half points is not a lot of points. Yeah, 
I couldn't agree with you more, Mike, but I trust distressed Egyptian princes who email me more than I trust the Giants. I There's no way <laughs> I would bet anything on them in anything. <laughs> Not a chance. So kudos to you. You are braver than I, sir. Uh, and with that, Mike, any other final thoughts before we wrap this up? No, I think I think that's pretty much it. We covered everything I wanted to talk about and uh, and more. I hope that Steve Harvey makes it into this take. Yes, always hope Steve Harvey makes an appearance. Um, thanks for tuning in. However, you did SoundCloud, I or Apple Podcast. Make sure you guys uh, subscribe, rate us, let us know what you're thinking. Can only get better if you let us know what you like, what you don't. So hit us up on Twitter, hit us up on Instagram at uh, SportsBCB. Make sure you all tell us that you loved the episode since Brendan wasn't on, so we actually have a reason to kick him out because we've been looking for one. All right, thanks everybody.